things we did to make relational databases work are really different than what you need to be focused on with Cosmos. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 17 of the Development Best Practices podcast, brought to you by ILM Professional Services. I'm Jason Erdahl, your podcast host, and today we'll be continuing our talk with Mike Bankovich, Microsoft Azure MVP and Azure Cloud Engineer, about Cosmos DB. If you haven't listened to episode 16 of our podcast on Cosmos DB, I would recommend that before listening to this one. In that episode, Mike talks through the basics of Cosmos DB and details of when and when not to use it. In this episode, Mike dives into pricing and performance optimization, as well as RUs and serverless. But enough intro, let's get back to Mike. Well, um, going back to the horror stories, <laughs> I did hear this horror story about pricing of someone accruing like $50,000 in charges overnight for a poorly written code. And, uh, yeah. um, how much risk of that is there in Cosmos DB? Um, and then I guess more broadly, um, how does Cosmos DB pricing work? So the way that they price Cosmos is in what they call resource units. And RU is a, an equivalent of a, a resource unit is querying, I think it's like 1K of data. And you have a point read where it's going out and pulling up a specific record and it just reads it back. And for buying your Cosmos time, you spend, uh, you, you provision so many RUs per second and 400 RUs per second is a fairly slow, but, but doable. It's, it's a, where you start out and you can do some testing 400 RUs. You would think would go a long way if you're doing a lot of point reads, but right. if you're doing inefficient queries or you're trying to read data across partitions, well, if you read a, if you're trying to join two different partitions, you have the data in different places. It has to do a full scan of each partition to find all the records that it would pull in. Right. In which case, you would have queries that would maybe cost you know thousands of RUs. Uh, in a talk that I do on tuning Cosmos databases, there's a blog scenario, and we go through two or three different iterations of improving the performance on this. And in the initial walkthrough, when I run the queries, I can see how many RUs each query costs. The hmm. point reads are usually somewhere between five to 10 RUs. And in the initial put together of our blog application, we've got uh, pulling back all the blog posts for a given uh, author and having the number of comments and, and likes. It has to go through and iterate through all of the different records and count them up and some of these queries cost you two, three, four thousand RUs for that one query, wow. which wow. is highly inefficient. Yeah. And if you have a thousand, you know, people reading it, you might have, you know, be able to get away with a, a couple thousand RUs. But when you go global and maybe you have millions of users, well, now you've got to multiply that out by, you know, the, the appropriate number and it gets extraordinarily expensive. And you can, because you're paying for provision throughput, you can actually turn up the dial to get the performance that you need. But by going through a performance tuning, we take that query from 2,000 
RUs and we bring it down to 800 RUs and then we do some more tuning, get it down to 37 RU. And wow. 37 wow. RU resource units is a whole lot better than the, uh, you know, the number that has two more zeros on the end. So, yeah. yeah. So when you're, when you look at a, you know, a well-tuned uh, application that uses Cosmos the way it's designed to be used and you're, you're using the right uh, data design approach, uh, it can be uh, not very expensive at all. Yeah. Yeah. The performance tuning sounds really cool. Is that a video that you have up on the internet somewhere that I, I could link to in the show notes? Ooh, then, ladies and gentlemen, we will link to that in our show notes. It's, in, it's on my website, bankotips.com and oh, it's great. called five minutes to code. All right. No one, no one get a, in a car crash. Cause I know that, you know, at least one of our users of our many, many three or four or five, six users um, are, are <laughs> listening in the car right now. Don't worry. We'll put it in the show notes. So we'll link to the, we'll link to the whole catalog. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty cool. So yeah. Um, I will admit, um, let me flip it around on the RU. Um, uh, now I'm now I'm panicked as someone who who has run large websites before. Um, the idea of paying by RU sounds a bit dicey. Does that uh -huh. mean like if my site gets really popular and I run out of RUs, my website just what stops? Or is it one of those things like my cell phone plan for work and the performance is just going to degrade um, until mm -hmm. the, the popularity, my website's popularity is just, is just bad. How, how does that work? So what happens is when I send a request into Cosmos, if the Cosmos database is our, if our use are consumed, exhausted, there aren't enough RUs to run the query. I'll get a, a response code, kind of like a 401, but it's, it's specific for the Cosmos not enough uh, resource units available, resource exhaustion. And, you know, as the data, as the site owner, I can increase that to, you know, make sure that doesn't happen. But, you know, the other approach is to um, spend time really uh, focusing on the uh, performance of that. Yeah. No, it sounds really great. So yeah. um, let me switch to a different type of website then. Mm -hmm. What if I have sporadic bursts of traffic. Like, I don't know, the Minnesota Vikings, they aren't popular very mm -hmm. often. So maybe they just get burnt. I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> if I've got this website with sporadic bursts of traffic, is there mm -hmm. a more efficient option than paying for our use based on my website's peak needs? So, needs? so the Cosmos, they, they'll sell it on provisioned and they'll also okay. do, they have a, a new option or a newer option uh, that is called serverless and that will okay. do burst. And it will go out and use whatever I need up to some given cap, uh, but allow you to have a serverless uh, option and, you know, get uh, the same functionality, um, but you're, you're paying now just for the actual consumption. So wow. if it, you have that burst of popularity, it won't, uh, it won't exhaust, but it will charge you for it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everyone who's listening, go ahead and mark off serverless on your uh, buzzword bingo card. Um, so Mike did say serverless. Um, I'm reminded of the early days of the internet. Everything was whatever the product was online. Like I worked for <laughs> Journal Sentinel online because <laughs> it wasn't patently obvious that you were accessing it online. So right. now serverless, like, boy, you, you throw out the word serverless. I, I got to tell you that. 
It's like uh, pretty awesome. But tell me, uh, what is Cosmos DB serverless? How is it different from the normal run-of-the-mill Cosmos DB instance? So the, the, the underlying way you work with it is the same. The yeah. functionality is the same. It's just how you pay for the Cosmos. Okay. And okay. uh, the serverless is, is like I said, uh, you you pay for the consumption. And it, if you have a poorly designed site that has a lot of inefficiency, it'll go ahead and and spend that then up until you get to the. Okay. You know, like I said, there's there's spending caps you can have on a like if you have a uh, MSDN subscription or something that alerts you to say, okay, hey, we're we're getting too much spend. Wow. It sounds like I could end up paying a huge amount if I'm not careful when, that my queries are performant. Is there a way I can ensure a safety net, such as setting a cap of X dollars per month or something like that? In the cost management uh, section for Azure, you can get alerts on when you're getting to different uh, amounts. There is a cap on MSDN subscriptions that will uh, shut down your subscription or the consumption at whatever point where you reach that. Uh, for Cosmos database specifically, I, I don't know enough to say, yes, there's a cap that you can turn on just for Cosmos. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to dive deeper into that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So we have done a tour de force of covering lots of items having to do with Azure Cosmos DB. What am I missing? What haven't we talked about that's really cool about Azure Cosmos DB? Or did we hit everything cool? I think we covered a lot of it. And awesome. it's a it's a really powerful way to work with documents. And it's a different way. And, and as a relational developer going into this, you really do need to put on a different mindset in how you design for working with the data. And I think that's kind of the big takeaway is that the things we did to make relational databases work are really different than what you need to be focused on with Cosmos. And paying attention and, and spending time learning those, you know, those ways that you can work with triggers, your way you can work with change feeds, the way you can use the tool to provide you the same information that you would get from relational, but it's just stored and duplicated and put into a lot of different places that is different. That's really cool. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, Hey, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it. So great to have yeah. you on the podcast. I will, uh, I will see you at various conferences here coming up this summer. I hope um, you cool. are always a frequent speaker um, and uh, we're always happy to have you at the Minnesota developers conference. Um, so we're always, uh, or maybe we can get you over at the .NET user group too. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. So, all right. Look forward to well, it. thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Have a great one. Thank you for having me on. We'll see you next time, Jason. Great conversation with Mike. He's been a big help to me and so many others over the years. From his work as a Microsoft Azure MVP and speaker to his work with Tech Masters, he's always willing to offer advice, and I'm glad he was able to come on the podcast. Provided we don't get canceled, you better believe we're going to ask him back. The Development Best Practices podcast is brought to you by ILM Professional Services. Mike talked about Cosmos DB pricing and the importance of performance optimization to reduce cost. There's a large opportunity for some very costly mistakes. 
If you want another pair of experienced eyes on this, ILM can help. Performance optimization is something we take pride in and have decades of experience doing in Cosmos DB, other Azure tools, or .NET and front-end applications. Please visit ilmservice.com today if you'd like some help. As always, if you have any feedback on our episode, want to suggest a topic, or need anything else, please email us at podcast at ilmservice.com. Take care.